The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with John Thomas Flynn, who is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Ask the CIO, SLED edition on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Now your host, John Thomas Flynn. Welcome, everyone. We're broadcasting today at the National Association of State Chief Information Officers Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, on the occasion of NASIO's 50th anniversary. Our guest today is Doug Robinson, the Executive Director of NASIO. Doug, welcome to Ask the CIO SLED Edition, our state and local program. Great to have you. John, thank you and glad to be back. Well, I'll tell you, we're just about halfway through uh, the conference, I'd say. So what do you think of the program so far? How's it going? Everything's uh, everything's going well. You've got a great crowd. Uh, record attendance, uh, probably uh, pushing 900. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so you remember uh, the NASAR and NASAR conferences of the past, so we've kind of <laughs> entered a new new wave here. But I think the uh, main thing for me is we're trying to focus on improving the member experience, the attendee experience. I think we've really done that, did a home run on the 50th anniversary, all the new elements we brought to play. Uh, absolutely great kickoff in terms of our keynote speaker because we've asked both keynotes to focus on the future. That was the purpose of the of the culminating conference is focus on the future. We're not going to do a lot of retrospective look at the past. And so I think her message around you know uh, leadership and about doing uh, things in you know much more different ways than we're used to, uh, trying to the deal with the bureaucracy that state CIOs, even maybe our corporate members have to do with, was I think a good message. I heard a lot of positive feedback from uh, from that keynote. Well, and and of course, uh, we just finished before lunch the the breakout, the speed dating or speed networking. Correct. Uh, that that everyone seems to really uh, be p- very pleased with. Why don't you tell yes. the audience a little bit about that? Yes, we started several years ago, providing an opportunity for each CIO to essentially host a table. We invite all of our corporate members and the suppliers and community to come visit with that table in a round-robin fashion. Uh, they get to hear from the state CEO. They get to meet the individual. And so it really helps, I think. We do that purposely to st- at the start of the conference so they get to actually – visit the CIOs face-to-face. CIOs get to articulate their top priorities, and then every 20 minutes, we ring the bell, and they move to another table. So they, we have four rounds this morning, and so they got to choose many tables. I saw standing room only at some of the yep. some of the tables, and people want to hear what the, the state CIOs and their deputies have to say. So I think it's a great way for them to kind of kick off, and they can have uh, face-to-face conversations. And that way, during the run of the conference for the rest of the couple of days, they they've met them it's it's challenging for the corporate community because we have such a churn and mm-hmm. so we have a number of cios who were not even in place when we had our mid-year meeting in may so mm-hmm. this is a chance to meet them for the first time we saw the numbers which are consistent with past conferences but 33 uh, percent of the entire audience this morning was first-time attendees so that's mm-hmm. when you look at other conferences that's pretty remarkable that we have a third these folks have not been to a previous conference, so there's their experience in a, their first one at the 50th. So that's good. And I think you're you're very very correct about the the uh, speed networking, because you know so many of the folks can't afford. Maybe they're not gold sponsors or premium correct. premium sponsors, and uh, sometimes it's very difficult, particularly when you're with 800 of your you know closest <laughs> friends trying to buttonhole with 45 or 50 yeah. CIOs. How many CIOs are represented, by the way? How many states CIOs? Uh, we had a couple that had uh, last minute help. I'd, I'd have to look. We have 50 states 
and territories. We have 50 total members that are here. So those uh, states and territories, we have Virgin Islands and uh, Puerto Rico as right. well. So they're part of the membership. So I think we, I, I looked at that right before the conference. So we have 50 representative. The actual number of CIOs are probably in the 40s because mm -hmm. I know we had a couple that had uh, last minute issues and had health issue with one of them. And mm -hmm. so I don't know what the final resolution yeah. is. We have to look at that. So we'll mm -hmm. have the reconciled numbers next right. next week probably to and see where they are. We, we continue with the, the standoff with our friends in the gold state of California, <laughs> which we would only even get into. But what a shame. Yes. Yeah. So uh, um, unfortunately, Tennessee is on the no travel. Tennessee's on the travel ban list. So yeah, t uh, California representatives. I know we're disappointed, but they're uh, they're not represented. Well, they're missing here. out. They're really yeah. missing out. And the other the other CIOs are missing out too because California has a breadth of ex explanations exactly. and anecdotes and experiences to good and bad that they can relate to the other Certainly. members. So it's too bad the politics gets into something like that. Uh, so what do you got the rest of the conference? Well, we've started with some uh, great learning lounges, and so those are our breakout sessions. They're they're more interactive uh, because of the way we've designed them so you have a little more interaction and these are generally a corporate uh, solution provider with a state case example so it's really drawing on uh, those particular relationships to deliver that so we've got one going on uh, about uh, really I think addressing uh, public sector business problems societal problems uh, we have uh, one talking about uh, how to use GIS to assist in uh, reducing the opioid crisis in mm -hmm. the state of New Jersey. What are, how are they using the technology to actually help pinpoint uh, utilization, distribution? And so I think a lot of the sessions are very similar. It's we've got major public sector problems. How are uh, the state CIOs or state agencies collaborating with others to address those problems? So we do that in a format that allows a little more interaction. They're very, very quick. They're 30 minutes. Uh, and then we uh, do rinse and repeat. So then we repeat those sessions again and we'll do the same format tomorrow afternoon so tomorrow afternoon we have uh, four more afternoon sessions uh, including one which will focus on one of our recent reports that's going to be released tomorrow on artificial intelligence so the kind of the promise of artificial intelligence in state government it's a national topic survey and yeah one we're going to be discussing uh, far into the future i'm sure because yeah, if anything it, 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 it's uh, one of those two or three big on. items that aren't going to have the greatest impact on not only cios but mm -hmm. uh, government in general and the public that uh, that they serve it is and it's moved very quickly in the last couple of years uh, to where in, in this 2019 survey uh, it, we asked the most impactful emerging technology and uh, ai robotic process automation machine learning that stack uh, came in at number one, like 65% mm -hmm. of the CIOs uh, reported that they believe that's going to be the most impactful emergency technology that they're going to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Did you discuss the survey in the, in the morning session? I actually missed the first, the first, we, uh, we are, the, the survey is uh, tomorrow morning. So tomorrow we'll, have, morning. we'll have our session there. I will be joined by two CIO guests, uh, Ed Toner from Nebraska, John Quinn from Vermont. Uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Graham Finley from Grant Thornton, and we're going to discuss uh, the state, the responsive state CIO connecting mm -hmm. to the customer. So that's the theme of the report is the new emphasis on customer relationship management uh, and working with the customer agencies in addition to extending it to the ultimate, ultimate customer, which is the, the citizens. So what do you do in digital services? I think we've seen that as the states become more consolidated, unified. We see this kind of optimization uh, the customer relationship challenges uh, become more acute 
and you have to really be purposeful about creating organizations, uh, extending those. So we now have 75%, about three-quarters of our CI organization have a CRM unit. They're hiring chief customer officers. Mm -hmm. They're looking at their, their approach to IT cost management and billing. So I think that's the area of maturity that's going to simply simply grow because of the nature of the, the business models. Now, uh, advise me, if you will, I'm a little uh, cloudy on the succession aspects of NASIO leadership. Now, currently we have uh, James uh, Collins from Delaware is the president. Now, how does, what, what happens next? Is there actual election or? There was, we held, we held the nominations committee uh, several months ago, began discussions. Uh, we accept nominations. We did that back in early summer. So we accept nominations from all members for officer and director's positions. So there's three officers that are uh, up for, uh, for election as well as four directors because the director's terms are stag- staggered every every two years. So we have uh, that election took place. The slate was adopted by unanimous by all members uh, yesterday afternoon in our state member of business meeting. So Currently, we have James Collins, Delaware's president, Todd Crimbrell, Texas vice president, Eric Boyette, North Carolina, is secretary treasurer. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow evening, we will pass the gavel at our annual awards dinner, and Eric Boyette will become uh, the new president of NASIO. Dennis Goulet from New Hampshire becomes the new vice president. Okay. Michael Leahy, Mike Leahy from Maryland, Maryland, becomes the new secretary treasurer. So mm-hmm. we have uh, the directors, uh, two new directors, uh, coming on board, Stephanie Dedman from our host state in Tennessee, mm-hmm. Greg Zickow from Idaho. So we have okay. a good geographic mm-hmm. uh, dispersion of uh, all the folks that are remaining on there. Okay. Well, we only got about 30 seconds left. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about what we have to, what we have to look forward to in the future? Now, we've got a, you've got a, a spring conference in May, I think back at the Gaylord, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. Right. Early May. First week in May, we're back there for our mid-year conference 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, October national or annual conference will be in Minneapolis Ooh, okay. at the same time in Minneapolis. Maybe we'll get California there. Maybe we'll get <laughs> California there, correct. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll have the excellent weather, beautiful weather we've had here in, uh, in Nashville. So we expect, again, continued growth. Mm-hmm. We are not complacent at the association. We're always looking for, you know, new business process, new innovations. Mm-hmm. We've kind of brought some of that to this conference and we'll continue to do it. And, and of course, uh, you've brought a steady hand to the helm uh, for for low these tw- 20 almost almost 16 years 16 yes, years yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, well that's, congratulations that's thank you thank uh, you we're going to take a short break now our guest has been doug robinson the executive director of nasio thanks for taking the time to be with us doug it's always a pleasure yeah, as you do you're welcome john Sorry. we're broadcasting today at the national association of state cios conference in nashville tennessee on the occasion of the 50th anniversary of nasio We'll be right back with our next guest in just a moment. You're listening to Ask the CIO Sled Edition on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm John Thomas Flynn. For holiday shopping online, don't procrastinate. Done right, online shopping can be good for the environment, not to mention traffic. After all, theoretically, you don't need to drive to the store. But Miguel Joller, an engineer at the University of California, Davis, says his studies show that's only true if we have patience. When people choose three, four, five-day deliveries, then you can arrange shipments to maximize the use of vehicles. Joller says it's next day or even faster deliveries that are the problem because it's hard to do that efficiently. What we have today is many households receiving multiple shipments coming from multiple vehicles. And worse, many people drive out anyway and window shop, then still order the products they see online. 
So overall, we are adding more to the system instead of reducing. Then there are all the returns. But Jaller says all this can be addressed by things like consumer incentives and software advances to improve distribution efficiencies. With the National Academy of Engineering, Randy Atkins, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. There are nearly two billion websites in the world. But there's only one that matters to the federal IT community. Welcome to AskTheCIO.com, the longest-running program on federal IT, featuring Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller. AskTheCIO.com. Exclusive CIO and IT decision-maker interviews, breaking news, on-demand and updated daily. Sign up at AskTheCIO.com and become an insider with full access to federal IT news, special events, and actionable intel. AskTheCIO.com. Welcome back to Ask the CIO Sled Edition on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm John Thomas Flynn. We're broadcasting today at the National Association of State Chief Information Officers Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, on the occasion of NASIO's 50th anniversary. And my next guest is Eric Boyette, Chief Information Officer for the State of North Carolina and Secretary of the Department of Information Technology. Did I get that right? You got it. That's a mouthful, <laughs> but you got it absolutely correct. Thank you. So, uh, Welcome to Ask the CIO Sled Edition, Eric. It's our state and local show. We're glad to have you. Thank you for having me. It's very interesting. We're just about halfway through the conference. We just had Doug Robinson in here to revisit some, some history on, and, and look at the future for NASIO. And you were telling an interesting anecdote before we got started about how your, your introduction to Doug. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure, sure. And Doug, when you, when you say history in NASIO, I think Doug and NASIO's history go together. 18 or 19 at, years. At least. And he, he's such a wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was very interesting. My first day on the job, you know, my administrative assistant come in. She said, Eric, you've got a call from a Doug Robinson. I said, well, can you take a message? I'm really trying to, you know, need to get my head together and figure out why I'm here, what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, she said, okay. And she went back. Probably an hour later, she said, well, Doug Robinson's called again. And I said, well, do you know which vendor he's with? And just see if I had. <laughs> it was kind of funny once I finally put two and two together and figured out who Doug was with Nazio. And I called him. And I told I had to apologize. I said, Doug, I said, I totally apologize. I said, I was, you know, no idea, you know, the strength and the brand that Nazio had at the time. But I was definitely in. Day one, I really want to be a part of this organization. It's just such a great organization. Yeah, it sure is. And you've been a CIO now for how many years? For State CIO, it's my third year. Third year, okay. Uh, but I've been a CIO for Department of Transportation in the past and a deputy as well. Mm -hmm. And I was a deputy state CIO for uh, the department as well. Yeah, and interestingly enough, you're the incoming president of NASIO. Tell us about that process. Uh, that's very exciting. How'd the campaign go? <laughs> so it was easy. Um, it's pretty much uh, the, your peers say, Eric, we think you're you're the one for the, for the role. Um, and it was very honoring. I mean, if you think about Nazio, I just mentioned about the brand and how strong the brand is and, you know, the partnerships that we have across our states and to continue, you know, James, James Collins has done a great job as president and just to continue that momentum and to move forward with our partnering and our sharing and, you know, opening up, you know, our innovation, you know, what's next for us. Mm -hmm. uh, very exciting. Uh, I'm just honored, honored to be in this role and being able mm -hmm. to take that gavel over and continue forward yeah i was president in 97 98 and obviously that was a very interesting time leading up to the year 2000 it was one of the times that we first started really reaching out to the federal government to coordinate right. the uh, mitigation efforts because so many sure. of the systems as you know in the state are funded by the federal government and they were actually auditing some of us mm -hmm. uh, the states on their implementation of the of the year 2000 mitigation efforts so uh, yeah, it's an interesting job. I certainly enjoyed it. As I said, I've been coming here now for 25 years, I right, guess. Right, right. 
uh, since I had a similar interesting anecdote about my introduction because I was offered, uh, I got a call and was invited to NACIO by the, I guess it was the Kentucky CIO at the time, Bradley Duggar, and then right. asked me yes. to be a regional official and then asked me to coast the next <laughs> conference. And now Doug, no was just, Doug was just here telling us that they're planning the 2024 conference. Yes. You know, I guess that's uh, this whole process of NACIO's popularity is demonstrated by the attendance figures it of is, it really tell us a little is. bit more about who's here and how many so, some companies they represent yeah so we have the last last figures i saw we had about 185 vendors registered um we have 52 i think of our states are here so with guam i think mm -hmm. they may have at the last minute i can't remember if they made it or not but we you know we've got great coverage um and it's, it's such an important event and to me, you know, what I really love about it is the fact that, you know, we share time together as states, but we also share time with our business partners and our technology partners. So we really understand, you know, we, we feel good about what we're doing and we're trying to look forward, but our partners are really here to help us look at what are some options that we may not know about. You know, we don't know yeah. what we don't know. And like you said, uh, you're uh, the gentleman that you're uh, succeeding, Correct. Uh, James Collins, yes. who's uh, we've intervi interviewed on uh, – on Ask the CIO Sled Edition, and he certainly uh, promulgated the whole issue of, uh, he was high on the issue of, of relationships, building relationships yes. with vendors. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good segue into, uh, you know, your upcoming administration. Sure. So you've got 12 months. You've got, you stand on the shoulders <laughs> of giants, as they used to that's say. That's correct. So what are some of the things you'd like to see emphasize under your tenure? So I think one is, you know, I mentioned a little bit about innovation. And I want to continue the message that James started that I don't think we finished uh, was, you know, not only, you know, how do we move as far as our workforce? We started talking about workforce and what does our workforce of the future look like? We've got to prepare ourselves for the changes that we see each and every day. You know, if you look at our CIO as a broker model, you know, how do we prepare not only our CIOs but our staff? What do we need to do to do that? And I think as states and when we form together, and work together, I think we can accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. I do recall that when I was CIO, I actually was uh, invited to the uh, to Congress to testify, uh, along with several other folks, on the the year 2000 issue. Sure. And it was one mm -hmm. of the first times that, uh, again, that NACIO really took a, a front row seat, so to sure. speak, in, in terms of the federal uh, involvement, mm -hmm. like year 2000 issue yes. again. It's certainly changed now, and your mm -hmm. responsibilities, I mean, it's, Doug Robinson's in D.C., it seems like, every month, and I'm sure he's going to be dragging you along as well. Sure, sure. And we've already talked about, you know, some upcoming events. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really, you know, Doug really does a great job for our organization, and he, I think he has a lot of frequent flower miles. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's really good, and to me it shows, you know, the strength of this organization where he's being asked to go speak at events and go be a partner with some of our other sister agencies and uh, organizations that they want to understand where does NASIO stand? You know, what does NASIO think about these topics? Um, mm -hmm. It's really changed. I, yeah. I'm really proud of this organization and yeah. where it's, you know, yeah. a lot of people helped us get to that point, yeah. so as well, yourself. Um, your remarks are true, particularly in the sense of, Back in the day, when there were only you know a dozen or so CIOs right. in, in NASIO, NASIR then, right. uh, there was a strong reluctance to overstep your bounds, so to speak, mm -hmm. for a state IT official right. to to speak on matters outside sure. of the state on uh, 
the things that were af being affected from the federal government or other states even. It was very good, kind of controversial. Mm -hmm. But that's really changed now. It's the, the, Nacio has a seat at the table, don't they? They do, they do. And I think to your point, they've elevated, you know, from maybe it was the IT director before mm -hmm. to that CIO, and they've moved them from the back room to the boardroom. Mm -hmm. So we really have a seat at the table. Um, myself, I'm a cabinet member. So every Monday morning we meet with the governor. Our, I'm a, my peers around the table, and we talk about you know the importance that we're trying to do as a state to move forward. And they want to understand, obviously, with cybersecurity, you know, things have elevated you know our role as a state CIO or as a CIO to that point. And we need to be there because if you every everybody knows today, we touch everything. You know, mm -hmm. IT touches everything. It's interesting you bring up the uh, the status of your position as Secretary of mm -hmm. Technology for your state. I remember speaking with Doug about that, and he, of course, he has these statistics on his fingers. <laughs> he does. But I think there's like uh, a dozen or so states that are uh, sure. considered secretaries or commissioners that are actually on the cabinet. That's correct. Is that about there's right? There's about 12. Yeah. Yeah. About 12. Big change. Uh, because, big, yeah. it, uh, in fact, I even said to Doug, it's going to be another name change to that <laughs> <laughs> the secretary. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's interesting, because obviously, uh, you know, as I interview more and more CIOs around the country, uh, we talk about the CI, the strong CIO versus the weak mm -hmm. CIO position mm -hmm. in terms of responsibilities yes. with a strong CIO. Weak CIO having basically policy. Yes. And a, a strong CIO has policy, budgeting, and operational authority, which makes the job so much easier. It does. It does. But I'll never forget when I interviewed for the California job, and of course <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I would get it. <laughs> I uh, thought somebody's brother-in-law from San Diego would end up. That's what I told my wife. But anyway, so when they finally uh, offered me the job, and I said, now this is a cabinet position, right? right? Oh, yeah, cabinet-level position, John. Right. Don't worry about it. Well, I come to learn there's a big difference between cabinet level and cabinet. Absolutely. You know? And I didn't know it at the time. Yes. I was so upset. Yeah, at the cabinet, you could sit at the table, but at cabinet level, you sat on the on right. the outside. Correct. On the outside That's of the table. Correct. And it made a big difference, you know, because you're constantly going up against those agencies that have been convinced by their their uh, oh, staff you that you cannot move that sure. data center this place will fall fall apart if we Absolutely. don't have a data center in the basement yeah so We've, it made it a lot harder and it, you know i'll tell you firsthand for me our department of public safety uh we you know secretary hooks is you know just a great partner we we talk about technology we talk about where you know his agency is my transportation as you know coming from that agency obviously i have a strength there with our secretary trogdon but it's really each and every one of the individuals that are cabinet members around that table. Uh, and the governor, you know, obviously, first and foremost, it, number out every cabinet meeting is, Eric, how are we on cyber? Yeah, you and know. it's not to mention that the peop everybody knows that you have that meeting every Monday with yes, the governor, they do. and the governor knows who they you do. are. That's it, absolutely. It's a big difference, it makes does. your job a lot easier. It does, it yeah. really does, it helps. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, observing closely your, uh, your 12 months in office. <laughs> it's an exciting time, a lot it going is. on. Still got the sword of Damocles over your head with cybersecurity, of course, but that yes. comes with the uh, with does. the territory, it and does. I'm sure you're working it out every day to make we sure are. nothing uh, keep everything keeps the lights on, so to speak. We are. We're yeah. we're looking at defense every day. Yeah. Every day. Well, listen, we're going to have to conclude the program today. I want to thank our guest, Eric Boyd, who's the Chief Information Officer for the State of North Carolina and Secretary of the Department of Information Technology. They call it Do It. No, we actually were trying to do DOT, but that one was taken. <laughs> it was do it, do it was uh, what we had in California. 
Um, so thanks for taking the time to be with us here. Thank we you. really appreciate thank it. You. And thank all of you for listening. Content from the state and local program, which also includes curated news and original articles by yours truly and other more esteemed authors, is part of the recently expanded AskTheCIO.com. Hope you can join us again each Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time or listen to a podcast afterwards. Until then, bye for now. I'm John Thomas Flynn. You've been listening to Ask the CIO, Sled Edition with John Thomas Flynn on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.